Well, hey there. Welcome to the People Gardener podcast. I'm Rhonda Delaney, your host, also known as the People Gardener. Thrilled to put this podcast together to help small business owners, new business owners, frustrated business owners, and aspiring leaders, whether they're inside business or outside. Each week, we bring you some actionable steps so that you can actually improve your skill as a leader. That's what we're about. We're here to help you become a better leader by giving you access to lots of different perspectives. The guests are varied. We're thrilled to have them. Get out your pen, get out your paper, and be ready to learn. Every single episode, you're going to be able to take something away that you can implement. Are you ready? Let's get to work. Happy to have you here today. I don't want this to sound morbid, but we're going to talk about writing your eulogy. Typically, this is something that somebody in your life chats with a lot of people, brings their own interaction with you into it, and they create this eulogy and they speak about you and how they experienced you. And I thought, okay, it would be a good thing if we actually spent time writing our eulogy and then intentionally living in a way that that eulogy was a reality. That is what people were saying about you, about me, at the end of at the end of our life what is a eulogy i'm going to um, read some of the things that i found online about what it actually is and and what it means so bear with me writing and giving a eulogy is a way of saying farewell to someone who has died in a sense it brings the person to life in the minds of the audience and that is those that are at your funeral your wake your celebration of life, however that happens at the end. You don't have to be a great writer or orator to deliver a heartfelt and meaningful eulogy that captures the essence of the person who's died. And for me, this is huge because it's how do you want people to feel when they've had an interaction with you, when they walk away, how do you want them to feel? And if we can get into that intentional part of the interaction, we're so much further ahead. And this is huge as a leader inside an organization, as a business owner with your employees. How do you want them to feel? Because people remember how you make them feel. They might not remember the words. They write, not even remember the, the context. Maya, Maya Angelou has a great quote on that. So I thought today <clears throat> I, would, I would share an excerpt of my eulogy. Kindness is very big in my eulogy, like the effect, the feeling of kindness, the feeling of love and of positivity. 
I feel like, oh man, we're talking about death and it feels kind of heavy, but it's not. Uh, and this eulogy, it's a wonderful, wonderful opportunity for us to just stop and really connect with who we want to be for other people. Who do we want to be for those that we need? Who do we want to be for our family? How do we want them to remember us? It was interesting. A few years ago, I had, as part of a course, I had to send 20 emails to people in all walks of my life, those that were family, those that were friends, those that I worked with. And I had to ask them a single question. And that was simply reply with five words that describe me and your experience of me in your life. Tell you, that was the old blood pressure shot up and whoa, what's going to come back? What's going to come back? I mean, you know what you hope comes back? You know what you think? you are to other people and how you make other people feel and but it definitely was a bit nerve-wracking for a few days until I got them all back in and when I did and I started tallying up and recording all of the the different words there was a pattern that evolved and I sat there and wept I cried and I still get emotional about it because when I hoped that I did uh, for other people actually came back and was confirmed to me. So it was, it was huge. And part of this is being intentional about how you want people to experience you in this life. I'll just give you a bit of, of my eulogy and then we'll get into figuring out how you can uh, construct your own. Rhonda was a lover of people and a lover of life. She probably was the biggest cheerleader in my life. She was a woman that cared deeply about the success of other people. She rooted from the sidelines. And even when she wasn't there, in person, the unexpected text came through, checking in, making sure that things were headed in the right way. And I can't tell you how much that affected my heart. It was so good. And those of you that know her know that she is a huge hugger. She hates handshakes and she loves to hug. She's not going to hug you if that's not your thing. But for those of us that loved hugs, hers were the best. They were life-giving. They were energizing. And they just infused me with hope and with happiness, I guess, is the word. Her kindness was expressed many, many times with simple questions of how are you doing? How's your dog after surgery? Did you get your mom settled in that 
senior home okay? Is everything going all right? The kindness of uh, the times she was really direct but loving said it with a smile on her face because the performance wasn't up to snuff. No judgment, just a recognition that, okay, what's going on? Something's not quite right here. This isn't you. Let's get it fixed. She always saw the positive. It wasn't that she walked around with rose-colored glasses. She knew that life was challenging. She knew that she was. She'd be the first to admit that she was loud and opinionated and that her voice could be heard throughout the building. Not that she was yelling, but that's just the way she was. She understood that we all needed to be human and bring our humanity to work, to every situation that we found ourselves in, whether it was at work, in our personal life. She made our office a kinder, better place. I love to see her post her pictures of her flowers, of her bouquets that she created, of her connection with a kindness project that shared flowers in the community. It lit her up. And she was always searching for those things that lit us up. Okay, that's part of my eulogy. That's what I, I want to be remembered for kindness, for positivity, for embracing every human that I came in contact with. So how do we create uh, a eulogy? What does it mean? So let's start with, take a pen and paper, and write down descriptors, words that you would feel so wonderful if people used to describe you. Take a minute and just write down those words. And you may have those attributes, that particular descriptor. You may believe that you already have that, or you might not, but it's one that you aspire to. Write them all down. Once you've got those written down, let's take a minute then to separate them out and consider each one of those words and look at your life and look at how you're conducting yourself right now. And do you believe that you are making choices in what you do choices in what you say, choices in how you say it, to actually have that be an accurate description of you. No right or wrong answer here. Be brutally honest. Lay it out. Go through all of those words. Now go back in and look at them. And if you don't believe that you have something that you aspire to, something that you desperately want people to believe of you and to feel from you, then write some ideas out on how you can change what you're doing, what you're saying, how you're saying it in order to accomplish that so that it becomes second nature. It becomes who you are. We do have the ability to change. 
We can choose what is going to be said about us when we're gone by how we live and conduct our lives right now. You have to do and affect any change right now. Once you're gone, it's too late. Embrace who you are. Be okay with who you are. And if there are any parts of you that you feel you want to grow in, change in, add in, delete from, now is the time to do it. Now is the time because you don't know when that end is going to be. It might be today, could be tomorrow. So you do need to take ownership and make the decision that what I want to be known for, what I want people to say about how they experienced me in their life is a positive thing. I know that this could seem a little bit heavy, but to me, it's pretty exciting that you can take ownership and make changes and you can choose to modify how you're operating in this life to get to that eulogy that you, your heart really desires. I mean, we all want people to feel positive about us, right? People really like to know where they stand. People always know where they stand with me. I'm not shy about sharing that. I do care about finding a way to be kind in that sharing of information. And that's what I want to be known for. I want people to walk away feeling like they've been hugged, feeling like they've been heard, that they've been seen and that they matter. So have a little bit of fun with this. And you know what? I'd really encourage you to have your employees give you the five descriptors of how they've experienced you. Talk to your family. Talk to others that you've worked with in, in other companies. If you're part of a community organization of any kind, the more information that you can get about how people are experiencing you and what they take away from their interactions with you, the better able you are to identify areas that are not in alignment with how you want to be remembered. You can start today and make changes so that the eulogy that is spoken of you will match the eulogy that you're going to write. I encourage all of you to get open and honest with yourself and what it is and what's the impact you want to make on this world. How do you want to be remembered? Thanks for listening. That's all I got for you this week. We'll tune in again next week. Well, now, wasn't that informative? Thanks so much for listening to the People Gardener podcast. Please feel free to follow me on Instagram at the People Gardener and also on LinkedIn. It's Rhonda Delaney on LinkedIn. If you haven't already downloaded my 25 ways to be interested, the 
four foundational elements of leadership, go to rondadelaney.com forward slash workbook. It's a workbook and a challenge. Thanks so much again for listening. We'll see you again next week.